live from the Watchdogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia. You are listening to Saturday Morning Live on Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs to learn more. Call in now to be a part of our program at 215-383-3728. And now, here is the host of our show, My Daddy. Welcome to episode number 156 of Watchdogs Radio, Saturday morning live. We're actually not going to be live today. We're going to give you a special treat. We had the opportunity to be the guest of the Good Works Radio Show on WYAY News 106.7 here in Atlanta, and we would like to let you hear that interview. We had a lot of fun. I had a, a chance to go into the studio and do the interview live, and it was really a great time. So without further ado, here is... Good Works Radio Show featuring Watchdogs. Welcome to the Good Works Show with Elaine Armstrong and Jim Caponegro of Goodwill of North Georgia, your community connector. Learn more at goodwillng.org. And now, your hosts, Elaine Armstrong and Jim Caponegro. Thanks for tuning in on another Saturday with the Good Works Show. It's Elaine and Jim and... We have a, a great show coming up, right, Jim? We really do. We have a great show. We're going to talk about really interesting things today, including cookies. Yep. Cookies are always great. It's I good to talk about, about them. Yeah, I love talking about cookies. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been doing this, um, you know, special diet where I haven't been doing sugar, so I haven't had cookies for, uh, you know, a couple of weeks, but, you know, it's okay. So I'll that, have some more. So you, I always, you know, when I try different things like that, those kind of diets and stuff, uh-huh. I almost lose the taste for something. Like, yeah. So you give up cookies or you give up sugars is probably what you're giving up, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're, when, you, when you're done and you're saying, okay, I've done three weeks now, so, I, you know, I feel good about myself, do you go and, like, will you go and grab a cookie or, like, a handful of sugar and just, like, shove it down your mouth? <laughs> or will you say, boy, I, I just don't miss it. I, I went three weeks. I don't need it again. So, so the purpose of this particular one that I'm doing is actually the the latter. It's so it's supposed to curb your your you know appetite for a certain thing. So it's it's not just sugar, but you know sugar is one of the main ones. But yeah, it's supposed to you know trigger something so that you don't actually have to you know it feed the sugar demon yeah. in you anymore. Do you feel like you eat too much sugar? Is that why you're doing it? Um, well, you know what? When I did it the first time, it's a 30-day sort of thing. It's like a, called the Whole30. But when you do it, um, you l- read labels because you, you're not supposed to have any sugar, like okay. none, like no added sugar. So What any, about like fruit? Yeah, you can have fruit, okay. but limited amount of fruit. So, okay. you know, only like one or two servings a day. But outside of that, so I've looked at labels a lot. And even when I don't intentionally eat sugar, you eat sugar. You yeah. know, so there's sugar in everything, like whether it's. Honey, or you know, fructose, or glucose, or dextrose, even or jam, all of those. jam on your on your bread. Yeah, you can't do that, that, right? None of that. No, no added sugar. So no. So if I drink coffee, it's got to be black, or I got to use like coconut cream or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an acquired taste. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it but it makes you feel better. So ultimately, you're doing it just just to wean yourself off it. So you're not really caught onto having too many. What are they called? Complex sugars? 
Yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'll go back to probably eating sugar, but not, you know, it does help you. When you say that you really sort of turn, it's like you turn that part of your brain off a little bit. Yeah. And so I, when I did it the first time, I didn't actually have to go back and, you know, the day after I didn't go eat a piece of cake, but, you know, it was gradually yeah. <laughs> I worked my way back up to the sugar. But, you know, one of our, our colleagues that Nicole, she was, she wanted to do it, and I said, oh, I've done that before. I'll do it with you. So it's better to do it with a partner because yeah. then you suffer together. I think that's good. Yeah. And the reason we're talking about it is because we're going to have the owner of Case Cookies that's right. Today. That's right. And she made us some great cookies. She did. Yeah. I really liked her snickerdoodles. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she's one of the folks who have been through one of our most successful programs at Goodwill, our microbiz program. And she's got a, a great business and doing, um, you know, good things, making good cookies and making people smile when she does it. And she um, is going to join us on the show a little later. So we'll love to hear from her and, and share with the audience about how they can get their hands on some of her great cookies. That's great. Yeah. And while we're talking about cookies, we've got Keith Schumacher is here in the studio laughing at us about talking about cookies <laughs> when he wants us to talk about his program. Yeah. Well, I bet you cookies are involved with what he does because he's He's working with kids in schools, and, you know, he's a great dad, but um, he's supporting other dads who want to volunteer at their kids' school. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, elementary school is all about cookies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all about learning, but you get the snacks, too. If you remember anything about elementary school, you're going to remember the snacks. Yeah, because Keith is from um, from Watchdogs, yeah. and when, when he uh, approached me the first time say, I want to be on your show, it was right after we talked to Georgia Watch. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, well, we need to space them out a little bit because we, you know, hey, Keith, we already did, you know, a show about, you know, Watch, you know, taking care of us, watching our backs, making sure that that, uh, government and and our neighborhoods aren't taking advantage of us. He goes, no, 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 that's not what Watchdogs stand (laughs) for at all. Uh Uh-huh. So, so he he's very interesting. I'm looking forward to talking to him in the studio today. Yeah, that's going to be good. And we don't we don't normally have a whole lot of guests in the studio, but I'm glad he was able to join us today yeah. and and uh, spend some time with us and uh, you know share with us what he's doing and encourage other dads to get involved. I think that's going to be yeah. cool to hear about. So, talking about dads involved mm-hmm. a little bit, um, this is also one of my favorite weekends uh-huh. of the year because. Um, growing up, you know, I, I came from a family of four, there's four boys, four of us boys. And, and this was the weekend that we really got excited for because it's football Sunday. You know, I, I know you're a big college football person and you love the college sport. I, I like the professional sport. So this is the the weekend where the Green Bay Packers finally kick (laughs) off. And so tomorrow is to me the beginning of football season. Okay. So, so last year you had a, um, you did like a prediction of what the season was going to end up for, and you did good. I did. I, I predicted that the Packers would be twelve and four, uh-huh. and they were twelve and four. Yep. So, what's the prediction for this year? I think they're going to be eleven and five. Eleven and five. I think they're. I I think they're still going to be strong. I think that they'll still go through the playoffs, um, but I I don't think they'll have quite as good of a record. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So, uh, who do they play? On Sunday? They play Chicago, the Chicago Bears. Okay. Yeah. They going to win? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be, be one of the one of the 11 or one of the 5? I mean, yeah, you, I, I hope know. it's one of the 11 cuz it would be it's hard to lose that first game yeah. cuz you lose momentum, you know, you did really good through the preseason and all the you know, all the players are doing well, they got a lot of momentum, you go and you lose that first game. And the Packers have lost their first game in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's always hard. Because you feel like you got to win that second game. Yeah. And they play the 
Seahawks in the second game. Oh, and that's, that's going to be a tough a good one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah so they got to have some momentum. They going do. into that game. They do. You hate to go into Seattle zero and one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what's what's going on with your fantasy football league? Fantasy football league. Well, so we officially start when the season starts. Uh-huh. So we we had a nice draft, of, you know, a few weeks ago, and uh, we got we got the um, once we put all the teams in, we put all our players in. We got a ranking from from I don't know who writes it, but somebody writes about and they evaluate how your team did mm-hmm. in the in the draft. And I got an A minus. Oh, that's pretty on my good. draft. Yeah, that's pretty. Was that the highest score? It was the second highest. Who who beat you? Um, uh, Jake Rumney. Wow, from <laughs> from Goodwill, from our accounting from, team. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So he beat. So he got an A plus. I got an A minus, and then most people got Bs, and we had we had three or four Cs. Wow. But most of them were Bs. Yeah. But he and I were the only ones that got the A's. Well, you know, he's a numbers guy, so yeah, he's, he he's going to know. He's going to know, yeah. So you, so what's your prediction for the for the fantasy football league? Are you going to are you going to win? I you know, I haven't won for a lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> but mar- you still play. Oh yeah, I, I love Just it. Just for the fun. It's fun. It's and you know, you 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 know, if you win the whole thing, it's pretty decent money, but yeah. if if you don't win the whole thing, you got a chance to win a little bit here and there, so it's really not about the money. You're not gonna get rich playing yeah. this, so it's it's great this year that everybody that plays in our league is from Goodwill, so everybody knows each other. Oh, great! So it's easier to trade. It's easier to to you know have some comments back and forth that nobody will take personally. Right. Because sometimes you make a comment and somebody will take it personally. Because yeah. you don't really know them, they don't really know you. But uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun this year. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Cool. So we've got football. <laughs> we've got, of course. All the nonprofits that we have on. What else do we have on going on at Goodwill? You know, it's um, you know, we we're into the swing of you know back to school, and so we've got we we've always got things going on that center around people going back to work or you know looking for jobs, and you know it's a great place to go school shopping. You know, all of that. So we're in September. What what do we got going on at Goodwill? We got uh, October coming up pretty soon, so we're planning on a lot of October events because mm-hmm. it's National Disability Employment Month. And so we're planning a lot around that because it's very important for people to know that Goodwill is not just a place to shop and not just a place for donations, but it's a place that you can go to, whether you have a disability or not, mm-hmm. to help you go to work. Yep, that's great. And you know, what else we have going on in um, October is Halloween. And if you want to support people going to work, it's a great place to shop because your dollars are going to support our programs, but you're going to come out with the most unique costume you could ever <laughs> put together when you shop at Goodwill because, you know, it's not some off-the-rack, you know, costume that everybody's going to have and everybody's going for. You You get to be creative and put it together. My mom would never let me go buy that plastic Spider-Man outfit. I had to creatively make uh-huh. my own. Oh, you did? So Goodwill was a great place to go and, and create your own costume. That's right, yeah. yeah. My mom made my costume a couple of years. and Yeah, yeah. And then after that, I didn't really dress up too much except for, you know, I was, as a... As a teenage kid, I just put on some clothes and just went yeah. to trick-or-treating. Forget about the costume. <laughs> I don't want to put in any work in it. But, you know, it, you got to put in some work. Yeah. yeah. I always had to. Yeah. That, I, maybe that's where my creativity comes from is because my parents made me do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so speaking of work, we, we always like to help people go to work. Um, and we do that in a variety of ways at Goodwill. And one of the ways is we've got programs. But we also try to do it through the show, right? We do that through a, a weekly job tip, yep. and we get a lot of good job tips from our folks that 
had once looked for a job or are currently looking for a job. And so you want to hear one now? Yeah, we need to hear one. Goodwill of North Georgia's Job Tip of the Week. Hi, my name is Tanea Peters, and I work in the finance department of Goodwill of North Georgia. My job tip for the day would be to continue your education. It doesn't stop after you've gotten a job. You should continue with your higher learning, freshen your skills, and always be ready to learn. Another job tip brought to you by Goodwill of North Georgia. And back to The Good Work Show with Elaine and Jim. We're back with The Good Work Show, and Jim and I are lucky enough to be sitting in the studio with Keith Shoemaker, who is the national coordinator for Watch Dogs. Um, Keith, thank you so much for stopping by today. We appreciate it. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be here. So tell us about Watch Dogs. What is, what is Watch Dogs? Because, I mean, I, we know what the word means, but exactly. <laughs> there's an acronym in there for dogs, right? It is. It's, it's kind of a play on words, and DOGS stands for Dads of Great Students. And uh, that's what we do. We teach dads to be more involved in their child's life in school. We are the school-based father involvement initiative of the National Center for Fathering. How would you get involved in something like that, Keith? Well, it was kind of an interesting story. I, uh, I had a little bit of time in my career. I've had a lot of time to volunteer uh, in schools. My wife is a teacher, and I've always been a part of the school. She actually didn't decide to become a teacher until after we were married. So uh, I was involved all the way through. So I started volunteering Well, when we had our own children, and I was volunteering in my oldest daughter's classroom, which she's now a sophomore in high school. Um, the... One of the teachers came to me, and she said, it's just different when you volunteer. And I didn't know if it was a compliment or a cut, so uh, I kind of challenged her on it. And she said, it's just when you're here, the, the kids act a little bit differently. And I said, well, is it like it when the other dads are here? And she laughed at me, and she said, there's no other dads. We, we never have a dad in this school. And it, it just kind of got on my heart. And you know, about three years later, I saw a news story about the Watchdogs program, and the rest has been an amazing journey. Wow. So there's watchdog organizations all over the country. So, yes. so, so tell me a little bit about how you fit in with the others. Do you meet up with the other dads across the states, or how does that work? Not a bit. Each school runs their own watchdogs program independently. Some schools will support other schools in wa- launching watchdogs programs, but as far as the program itself, we are a, a partner with National PTA. So PTA usually brings us in or brings our program in, but the program is run completely at the local level. The principal at the local school runs the program, and generally the PTA or the local parent organization supports the little bit of financial backing that it needs. So does the PTA find this out through somebody like you? Yes. So you approach the PTA and you say, let me tell you about our program. We'd like you to support us and bring us to one of these high schools. Or Yes, actually the, uh, I travel and train generally school counselors, uh, associations, PTAs, and administrators. But apparently, once again, I've done a decent job because I've now been appointed as the male involvement coordinator for the state of Georgia PTA. So uh, I will be working with uh, Lisa Marie Haygood, the Georgia PTA president, and uh, and bringing the uh, program to more schools here in Georgia as well as nationwide. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. So so tell me about your kids. You said you have a daughter who's a sophomore. And yes. I, I mean, I, I can remember growing up, my mom was very involved in the PTA, and she came to all the meetings. But I don't know, I might have felt a little weird if my dad was out of the school. Exactly. Do, do a lot of kids really fear, like, oh, my God, my dad is here. You know, it's mom is different. You know, they expect sure. mom to be there. But when dad comes, it, it might feel like you're in trouble a little exactly. bit. Exactly, and that's, that's kind of the culture of education that we're working very hard to try to change because kids need – we know that the moms are doing a great job, and we thank the moms for what they do. 
But when dads want to step into the school, they get that feeling of, you know, they're not they're uncomfortable going into a school building. And sometimes they even feel like they're not welcome. Mm -hmm. And we want to change that. We want dads to understand that they are needed at the school, especially, you know, we we grow very organically easily at the elementary school level. But we're seeing the largest number of middle schools bringing our program in. We're seeing a, a significant number of high schools bringing our program in. And the simple fact is kids need to have both a positive male role model and a female role model. And the thing about watchdogs is it's so easy for dads because all we ask them is for one day a year. Hmm. So I'm sure part of your responsibility is tr try to get other dads to come in with you. So tell us about that. Tell, how does that conversation go? How do you start it out? What's the sell? You know, <laughs> okay. give us a little bit about how, how you convince others. That's easy. The way the program works, and, and we like to say it's plug and play. It's, uh, we, we call it a kid in a box. When a school <laughs> decides they want to bring on a watchdogs program, the only thing we require of a school is that someone in the school be trained, which is an hour-long conference call. We also do it in uh, conferences when we go to meetings and conventions, and we do the training there. But it's about an hour's worth of training, and it's basically what we call the seven steps to success. It's getting the program up and running. So the way the program works is this time of year uh, is probably the most common but this time of year, they will have a launch event. It's not a meeting. We don't use the M word. If you want to have a man <laughs> running, screaming with his hair on fire away from you, ask him to come to a meeting at the school. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So we have events. Generally, we call it dads and kids pizza night. Pizza's cheap. You know, we want to get the guys in. But we have dads and kids pizza night. The kids invite their dad to come in. They come in. We limit it to an hour because guys have a limited attention span. We know that. Okay, it's marketed <laughs> differently than PTA <laughs> is to win. Elaine knows. Okay. Elaine knows. Yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's limited to an hour, and we say, guys, okay, we got you in here. The kids are beaming because Dad came into the school to see what they're doing. But they say, guys, here's what we want you to do. We want you to take one day out of the whole school year, plan that day to be here at the school, and we're going to put you to work. We tell you, where are your running shoes? Because, you know, you're not going to be sitting around. We want you in the classrooms working for the teachers. We're going to ask them to buy a shirt so that they can be identified while they're there. There's no question as to... Who this person is, it's like, oh, I see the guy at the end of the hallway. It's not, you know, some stranger. It's a watchdog. I know who he is. I saw him on the morning announcements. I know what's going on. So it kind of makes those guys the heroes of the hallway when they're there for that, that one day. Absolutely, yeah. So, so you mentioned a little bit about it, but you tell them to put their running shoes on. So I want to know when you go to school okay. or when the, any of the other dads go to school, I can imagine, like, if the teacher, I mean, if I were a teacher, I'd do this, but mm -hmm. I'll tell you. So if I had all these desks that need to be moved or the sure. books or something that is heavy that needs to be lifted, is that mm -hmm. what the dads are reserved for? Or do, you, or do you get in and do the arts and crafts? Or tell me a little bit about what happens when dads go into school and, and sure. they're a watchdog. There is an element of that, and, and guys love doing that kind of stuff. I mean, the first day of school at our school, they had me swinging hammers and sawing and, and, <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff. But really what we want them to do is understand how hard our teachers work and how hard our teachers' job is. And, and that education is much different than it was when we went to school. It's much more dynamic. It's much more interactive. We want these guys to understand when they put their children, the most precious thing they have in their life, in that brick box at the end of the street, What's going on during those eight hours that their kids are there? So if they can step into the classroom and help a child with flashcards or do a math game with them or read to the students and give that teacher a few minutes to go do something or, or whatever that it, the teacher needs to be done, the most valuable gift you can ever give a teacher is time because they don't have any. And that's what we want to do is to be able to 
build that home to school connection so dad understands what's going on and then to be able to um, to support the teachers so the kids just beam when they see their daddy come walking in the room there's there's no doubt about that that's great Um, Elaine and I have Keith Shoemaker the national coordinator for watchdogs in our studio and in a couple minutes Keith we're gonna take a break if you don't mind Um, but we I'm not sure if we got around to what what watchdogs stands for Sure. Could you tell us what that stands right for? Right now? Okay. Yes. Um, it's Dads of Great Students. And it originally started at George Elementary School in Springdale, Arkansas, was the first watchdogs program. And it was originally Dads of George Students. <laughs> it was so successful and so popular, other principals started calling up and asking, what's a watchdog and how do I get one? So they made that tra- tra- transition to Dads of Great Students. They became a nonprofit, and we now have almost 5,000 schools running the program. Wow. So before we uh, go to break, tell us a little bit about the website and how people can find out about it. And we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more. But it's very interesting, and I know we probably got some dads who want to learn how they can get involved. Absolutely. The first thing I say is call your local school and find out if they have a watchdogs program. We have 108 uh, schools running watchdogs programs here in Georgia, Uh, many of those right here in the metro area. And we want them to go to our webpage, which is it's kind of complicated. You ready for this? I'm ready. Fathers.com. <laughs> okay, can you figure that out? Nobody had that secured yet. No, no. Wow. It's, uh, well, we've been around for 16 years, and it's, uh, it's fathers.com. And then specifically about watchdogs is fathers.com slash watchdogs, because we are part of the National Center for Fathering. That's great. Well, you know what, Keith? Um, we've learned a lot. I, I, Jim, I don't know about you. I, I, can, I can probably remember. I mean, my dad was involved in ele- elementary school coming up in school, but I don't remember him staying a full day at school. Did, no, did your dad ever stay Not at all. My dad, my dad was very involved with after-school activities. Yeah. So he made it very clear, when I leave after breakfast, you're not going to see me till 6 o'clock at right. night. So don't ask me to be <laughs> at any of those activities because I'm going to work hard so I can be home at 6. Exactly. And enjoy the activities of the evening. Exactly. Yeah, my dad was probably the same way in, you know, any extracurricular sports, which, you know, my, my sister and my brother and I all played basketball, and he's a basketball fan, and he played. So he made us practice after school, mm-hmm. you know, and on weekends. But um, coming up to the school all day, I, I think that would have been a little bit differently. But, Keith, we, we appreciate all of what you're doing, and we want to hear a little bit more about the Watchdogs when we come back and take a break. You're listening to The Good Work Show. And back to The Good Work Show with Elaine and Jim. You're back with The Good Work Show, and it's Elaine and Jim, and we are in the studio with Keith Shoemaker. He's the national coordinator for Watchdogs. We've been having a great conversation, Keith. And before we took a break, I was talking about, you know, how my dad, uh, you know, made my sister and my brother and I, you know, practice after school. And I remember one time when we were playing basketball, he he made our whole team come, and he... (laughs) And he, and he drilled us all. But you were, you had an interesting point about dads exactly. on the field and, and um, supporting their kids with sports. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, exactly. And we know dads are on the field. We know that, that the kids, I mean, I, I can tell you, I'm, I'm a, uh, a, a unofficial assistant track and field coach for my daughters. Uh-huh. And, and you know how that works. Yep. But uh, one of the things that we say is, you know, one, what about the kids that aren't the athletes? And... You know, there's a whole other part of our child's life that we need to support as well. So what I like to say a lot is we're going to cheer them on in the classroom just like we cheer them on in the field. Now, obviously, you're not going to run into the school and, you know, ooh, rah, rah, and with your air horns, but 
you know, there, there are certain policies and practices that you have to go through as far as the school safety and security level. But we want fathers to be able to see how their kids perform in school and to be able to support them from home with the knowledge that they gain from being in the school. So it, it's interesting you're talking about policies and practices. Yes. So uh, one of the questions that we were thinking about earlier was, what does a what does a parent, what does a father have to go through to be able to, is there a, pro, is there a process that he has to be approved by the school to come into your program, that, that kind of thing? That's a great question, Jim. And, and the thing about it is, if we wanted to tell a local school how to manage their volunteers, they'd tell us to go away. The local schools and the local law enforcement, local school administration, they know how to run their school, and they know their local policies and practices. So when people ask us that question, it's, it's what are you doing now? Schools have been using volunteers in schools, and schools have been schools. So they already have policies, practices, and protocols that are already there. You may have to sign. You may have to do a background check. Hopefully it's not going to be something that's going to uh, be cost prohibitive for a dad to be able to, to go through with this. You know, we want to make sure that we give everybody the opportunity, but we need to keep our kids safe. We need to keep our staff safe, and, and we need to keep the guys safe, too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's whatever the local school, they run the program at the local level, so if they feel you know, certain levels, if they're going to do backgrounds, that's fine. Some schools do and some schools don't. But with the Watchdogs program, we like to say that regardless of what you do, there's a high level of accountability because when that one guy, that dad, is on that morning announcements, Everybody from the youngest kindergartner to the principal knows who that, or the youngest sixth grader, or the youngest freshman, depending on what school you're in. Uh, They know who that guy is. They know what he's dressed like. They know what he looks like. So he's not going to screw up because everybody's looking at him, Mm -hmm. you know. And every kid in that school, I promise you, wants a high five from the watchdogs. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So you know what? I've got to imagine you said there's more than 100 um, watchdog organizations in Georgia 5,000 across the country. Um, the relationship between the dads and the kids at home probably changes a little Absolutely. bit for the better. The Tell us a little bit about that. Changes. Yes, and, and that's one of the things I like to say a lot. You know, Did the dinnertime conversation change? And you know that, what did you do in school today? Mm-hmm. Ooh. You know, <laughs> now dad can say, I've been in your classroom. I know what's going on. I know the dynamics. I know the players in the game. So tell me. Oh, well, since you mentioned it, mm-hmm. tighten that home-to-school connection. Absolutely. To be able to, to be familiar with the players in the game, the, the, have a visual of what the school looks like, and to be able to support your kids even better. Yep, that's great. I can't imagine any dad listening who wouldn't want to join it. It's one day a school year. One day a school year. But <laughs> generally, you could even happens, pick field day if you wanted to pick field day, right? At, well, a lot of schools, the, the watchdogs eventually end up taking over the field day and running it for them. <laughs> I bet. Oh. But here's the thing I want you to think about for just a minute. Go back to your educational career. Go back to that K through 12, that 13 years. And I want you to think, if your father figure, whoever that would be, and, and your, your listeners, I invite you to do the same thing. Whoever your father figure was, if it was your father, if it was your stepfather, grandfather, big brother, whoever it was, just imagine now, today in 2015, if that guy had taken one day off from his whole career over that whole 13 years, you'd be able to sit here today, right now, and probably remember every element of that day. And those are the kind of memories that we're building for our kids today. That's That's great. Great story. It really is. Yeah. We have Keith Shoemaker. He's the national coordinator of the Watchdogs. Uh, here in studio with us today. And, Keith, I love how promotional you are. You know, the one thing that Elaine and I do for a living is we like to promote our programs and things that are going on at Goodwill. 
I love how you're how you're promoting and getting out there and telling your story. Um, we understand fun. there's another way that you promote your show. Oh, we've got a lot of ways. We do. Uh, we have our webpage, fathers.com/watchdogs. We have a Facebook page and we have a Facebook group. If you're really interested in learning about watchdogs, um, join our Facebook group, um, which is on it's W A T C H space D period O period G period S. And, uh, and then we have also have a Watchdogs Facebook page, which is just some general information. But about two and a half years ago, um, my brother uh, helped me start a talk show style radio podcast. And we have done it. Uh, we've done 154 episodes now. Wow. We've had some great guests. Um, we've had NFL stars. We've had uh, just like you're doing here. Uh, but it's in the form of a podcast, and it's available at watchdogsradio.com. Nice. And that's available. You can get to it through our webpage. But I have a lot of fun with that, and that is, uh, you know, my brother helped me get that uh, launched, and uh, that's kind of him, uh, him living through me his radio dream. Wow, that's fantastic! Great. 154 shows. You've been doing this way longer than Jim and I, so <laughs> yeah. no wonder why you're so great at this interview mm-hmm. thing. 100 more shows than we've done. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's interesting to be on the other side of the microphone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're doing a fantastic job. We're we're loving learning about this organization. Glad you were able to come into the studio with us. Um, and share with us about watchdogs. Tell us something that we don't know about your experience in, in going and volunteering in your children's school. What what opened your eyes the most, or what were you most surprised about? Well, just to be able to see inside the classroom. And, you know, as I mentioned before, you think about education is, you know, and I, I, I would imagine I'm maybe a year or two older than you are, but, you know, when I was in school, it was 40 kids sitting in rows, with the teacher reading verbatim from the teacher's manual, and education is not that way. And to be able to step into the teacher's world and to see the dynamic, interactive actions that go on in the classroom. I mean, the first few times I went into, into a classroom, I mean, I got a headache. <laughs> it was just there was so much going on, so many, you know. It seemed to me as an outsider coming in that it was disorganized, but believe me, these teachers... They know everything. There's, there's not a hair that grows on a head in that classroom that they don't know about or the, a breath that's taken that, uh, that that teacher isn't you know, fully aware, capable, and understanding what's going on. And to see how teachers are able to manage all of the issues that their kids bring into the classroom and still be able to produce the great kids that we have is just unbelievable. That's great. So, Keith, because you're in the studio today, you're in the Good Work Show, Yes. Um, can you can you give our audiences a little plug about the Good Work Show? You found us by okay. listening to our show. Absolutely. And so, so tell us a little bit about the Good Work Show and why people might want to take your place and come on into our show and talk. That's great, Jim. And, and I got to tell you, I mean, I love radio. My family's in radio. And I heard about the Good Work Show uh, actually when you promoted the Peachtree Road Race. And you said, you know, I, I don't even remember who it was, said, if you're interested in being on the show, email us. So that was the first thing. I was on my, t- on my phone. I emailed <laughs> you. I said, hey, I've got, you know, I've got something you might be interested in. I wanted to talk. You know, we talked a, a lot about me and the general program, but we really wanted to talk about the guys out there that are coming in and, and stepping, you know, taking that day off and coming in. But the Good Works Radio Show, just for you to be able to spotlight great things that are going on in our community, is just amazing, and, and I thank you for doing that because there's a lot of people out there that are doing a lot of great hard work that don't get recognized, and to be able to be on a Saturday morning in a major metro, uh, major metropolitan market, this is awesome. So thank you, since uh, you know I, I really appreciate the opportunity, and I got a tour of the building here. This is awesome. I almost got to meet the Kimmer. 
<laughs> That's fantastic. Well, thank you for all that you're doing and all of the watchdogs out there. It's a great organization. Uh, remember, listeners, if you're interested, it's fathers.com. You can't forget that backslash watchdogs. It's so easy. Front slash. Front slash. Yes. Uh, watchdogs. Um, get involved. Get involved with your kids' school. And you know what? If you want to be on the show, just like Keith did, you email us at goodworks at org. You know what? What else we have is a great pool of participants that have gone through our programs at Goodwill who have also been guests on the show previously. And we've got one of those folks who are going to come up. So we've talked about dads. I think the other thing that we all probably remember about home is baking cookies. <laughs> and we've got a we've got a person who's coming on who does fabulous cookies. It's Kay's Cookies and Khadijah Muhammad, who is the owner of that business, is going to come on. Tell us about her cookies, about her business, and also about what she gained from our microbiz program at Goodwill. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Good Work Show. And once again, thank you to Elaine Armstrong and Jim Campanegro of The Good Works Radio Show, a production of Goodwill of North Georgia for giving us the opportunity to be a guest on the Good Works Radio Show. Uh, had a great time, and uh, just remember this time of year, if you're putting your Watchdogs launch event together, whether it's a pizza night or some other fun event that you like to put together in your local school and you need a little bit of help, maybe some suggestions or whatever, please feel free to give us a call at the Watchdogs National Office at 888-540-3647. That's 888 888- Five four zero dogs, and don't forget to join us next week for Saturday morning live on Watch Dogs Radio. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Give us a call and join us. You can give us a call any day of the week at eight 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 five four zero three six four seven. We would love to hear from you. See you next week. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week.